0: 925
1: 377
2: STAR. Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day?
3: Well, hello, hello, and thank you for being with us right here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the charity Be the Star You Are as an outreach program to inspire and encourage and motivate you to be your best self. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and this is the Empowerment Channel. Today's show, we're going to be talking about food as medicine when health hero Heather Brittany joins us for segment uh, two and three to discuss how nature really has built in a medicine cabinet and show there's a movie that's out there she'll talk about the movie the method the medicine and you know how we always say you are what you eat well the reality is that whatever you take in can either help you hurt you nourish or poison you then in our segment one, though, we're going to talk a little bit about how to protect yourself from danger. I mean, I don't know if you've ever taken a self-defense class, but in these days of terrorist attacks and increased muggings, your security is paramount. So we're going to learn some deterrence to keep the bad guys away, and some of these tips are from Um, from former CIA agents and spies and all of that kind of thing. So thank you again for joining me here on Star Style. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are that has geared up to help the the hurricane victims, both Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma. What a terrible couple of weeks it's been. Mother Earth is definitely angry or something's going on with earthquakes and Mexico and fires all over uh, the Northwest, and of course, these really, really devastating earthquakes. So Be The Star You Are needs your donations. Visit bethestarur.org or btsya.org, and you can make a donation as we uh, pack resources to ship to areas where the disaster is hit. We've launched Operation Hurricane Disaster Relief. Now, this um, miracle moment is from Juvenal. It is, never does nature say one thing and wisdom another. And in these times of this great tragedies that are out there, I feel that we better be listening to nature. And we better be heeding what she has to say. So thank goodness so many people in Florida and the Carolinas and Georgia were spared from that eye of the storm as was earlier predicted because it was definitely, definitely a bad one. But uh, hopefully people will be able to recover. But it's going to be long and costly. We remember what happened with Katrina and Rita and now so many people along the gulf and the east coast have suffered so again go to be the star you i found this next thing um, as someone ha- actually somebody sent this to me by email and i thought it was really a great and it was how to cook a life full of love and uh, i'm going to just read this to you because I love little recipes like this when they are sprinkled <laughs> with hugs and kisses. So the it says, um, the the author of this was Frank Solanke, and it says, I cooked a special meal for us with magical ingredients. It included a teaspoon of hope and hard work, a half cup of luck, two tablespoons of chopped romance, five milliliters, liters of song and dance, two large cups of trust, and a hundred gallons of passion. <laughs> I soaked in water and I kept it aside for a few minutes, cooked hard work in two large cups of trust, ground hope to form a delicious paste, heated the luck in the pan, added the paste, stirred it continuously until the mixture turned to happiness. I blended in song and dance and passion till it changed colors and it became peace." Sprinkled a little romance on top, let it cool for some time, and it took a desired shape. And then you spread it over your heart. Isn't that sweet? So that was called How to Cook a Life Full of Love. So we can all make up our little recipes for what we want. But I thought that one was a a good one. So how you can protect yourself from danger. Now, Hopefully, you never are in danger. Hopefully, nothing bad ever happens. Hopefully, you're never kidnapped or carjacked or hijacked. And hopefully, you will never be targeted by a home invader or a mugger or be caught in the middle of an active shooter uh, situation or be on a street when a terrorist wants to run down with a car or a knife. However... No doubt people who find themselves in these horrible situations, they didn't expect things to happen to them either. So sometimes the worst happens no matter what we do or how we try to protect ourselves. And when it does, it's the people who are prepared with the right tools and techniques who have the best chance of surviving. So these are some tips from an actual experienced spy who says, Things that you should know and do now to protect yourself. If you spot a potential threat, these strategies can help you assess the damage or the danger and deter it. First, pick a pointless path. If you think that somebody might be following you, travel along a route that doesn't make much sense. Walk or drive through point C on your way from A to B. If the person takes the same route, the odds are high that you're being followed. In spycraft, this is called surveillance detection route. Example. A woman shopping in a department store thought a man was watching her. She walked from the shoe department to the housewares where she spent a few minutes back across the store to women's apparel. And every time she saw the man lurking at every stop. So she pointed him out to the security guard. Of course, the man immediately ran away and the guard walked the woman to her car. So that is something to be very careful of. That's a good way. Now, A warning, a good surveillance detection does not take you through anywhere secluded. And that's particularly if you're on foot. If someone does mean to harm you, seclusion can give him or her that opportunity to strike. Another thing that you can do is you make extended eye contact followed by verbal contact. Your instinct when you feel the eyes of a predator on you are to avoid eye contact or you you feel like you want to run away. But that only reinforces the predator's conclusion that you are a perfect passive victim, someone who's not going to fight back if attacked. Instead, if you think a stranger's watching you, watch him back. Turn to face him. Make strong extended eye contact. And that sends the message I know you're there, and I am not intimidated. And sometimes that will be enough to convince some bad guys that you are not the suitable target after all. Now, if this person doesn't quickly break eye contact, make verbal contact as well. If you are confident that this person is up to no good, speak aggressively. And if you're less certain, you can just speak in an ordinary fashion because that may be enough to fluster, or pred- uh, fluster the predator who perhaps had expected some total control in the situation. But how do you spot danger? If you pay attention to your your surroundings, you can often spot would-be buggers, rapists, terrorists, or other dangerous people before they strike. Their faces and their body language might betray kind of of out-of-place emotions. Perhaps they look tense in a location where everybody else is calm and happy. Their movements might be jerky or unusual. Like if you are walking slowly and you're window shopping, why hasn't this person passed you by? So here's another example. A man followed a married couple down a quiet street, switching sides of the road so that he could get behind them. The husband turned, made steady eye contact, and asked this potential mugger if he knew what time it was. The man peered, flustered, and told the time, and then he turned and walked the other way. Now, if someone whom you suspect has targeted you reverses his direction after you make contact or verbal contact, it is likely that he did have bad intentions. I want to repeat that. If someone who you suspect has targeted you reverses his direction after you've made eye contact and or verbal contact, it's likely that he or she had bad intentions. So that's a big one to know. I mean, and it takes some courage, obviously, to face somebody who could be after you and look them in the eye and ask them a question or talk to them. You can always ask a lie detector question, something like, The man at your door offers a potentially legitimate reason for being there. Maybe he's selling vacuums or he needs your signature for a delivery. Now, should you remove the door security chain and open it? First, you could ask a question that should be really easy for the person to answer, such as, well, how many vacuums have you sold today? Or where did you park your delivery van? I don't see it. If it's a real salesman or delivery person, your question is going to sound, just like a relatively normal conversation, and the person should answer without missing a beat. If the person's a criminal, there's going to be a pause as they try to think up a plausible lie, and you might actually see a look of confusion or anxiety on the face. Slam the door and lock it. Call the police. So what are some best self-defense tools? Uh, Guns are effective self defense tools, but only if you know how to use them. Um, And that's really could be dangerous. I mean, it is, you know, if it's legal to carry them where you live, that's a, you know, that could be good, but you probably have to have a permit. Fixed blade knives can be effective, but these two can be dangerous. Those two weapons, they could bring you as much harm as you could harm somebody else. Something that might be a better tool would be a tactical pen. It's an actual working pen It's an item that is so harmless in appearance that you can carry it onto an airplane. You can put it in your purse, but it has a pointed end, and it's made of a very strong material. It's typically steel or titanium or aircraft-grade aluminum. And in an emergency, you use it like a weapon. You hold the pen in your fist. You jab it with it as you would an ice pick. And you could um, potentially save yourself. Now, when I was in college, I took a self-defense class. And it was a really fascinating and extremely helpful uh, class. And the type of weapon that we were taught to use was this kind of pen. And in fact, we were told that any ballpoint pen would work just as well. So if you are grabbed by someone larger or stronger than you, and you don't have martial arts training, the, the most effective self-defense strategy is to gouge an attacker's eyes with your thumbs. Or if you have that pen, you can poke him in the throat or any way like an ice, uh, like an ice pick. So when I was traveling in Europe, and I was hitchhiking. I wouldn't do it again now, but I did when I was a teenager. I carried this pen with me at all times. I never did feel threatened, and nothing ever did happen, but for some reason, just having that pen in my hand and having taken that self-defense course where I did learn martial arts and I did learn how to protect myself seemed to uh, reinforce my own courage as well as help my uh, friends who would travel with me from time to time feel more secure. So that is a really good thing to um, to have. Now, the next thing that's on this list is a maybe a little silly, but it's good. It's a lightweight sheet of Kevlar that slips into a laptop bag or briefcase or even a three-ring binder. And if there's an active shooter situation, you could hold your bag, your briefcase, or your binder containing the panel in front of your chest, which would significantly reduce the odds that you'd be hit by a fatal bullet. Now, I would probably want to put it by my head as well. So uh, one last thing is home invaders and burglars generally don't target houses randomly. They case the neighborhoods and they select properties that seem vulnerable. So try not to make your house vulnerable. Security cameras, alarm systems, dogs, exterior motion lights, all of those really can help a homeowner stay safe. And if you don't want to pay an electrician to wire a motion-activated, install a solar-powered motion-activated light. So the key is to stay safe, to think like a spy, and to always be aware of your surroundings. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about food as medicine. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and we'll be right back. Be
2: the, star you are. the star you are, be the
0: star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
2: Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire, Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and Freshly delivers to my home and my office So I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAE639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save $20 today with coupon code VAE639 at Freshly.com. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me.
3: Well, this is going to be a great segment as we talk about food as medicine. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and I am so happy to have Heather Brittany with us. Hello, Heather. Hello, hello. I'm so glad because I know that you have some really important things to talk about uh, because of, you know, whatever we put in our mouth, it's sort of like garbage in, garbage out. But I have a wonderful quote that I think that you are going to love when we talk as food is medicine. Wine is at the head of all medicines. Where wine is lacking, drugs are necessary. And that's actually from the Talmud. <laughs> isn't, that a, isn't that a great
1: quote? Well, it's true. Red wine is full of antioxidants which are found in the skins of grapes and they're in a condensed form so red wine is an excellent source of antioxidants because it's good
3: for your health so yes that is one thing (laughs) yes definitely good for the health so let's talk about um about food as medicine because this is something you're very passionate about and I know that You love you really love preparing meals and foods and and of course uh, lots of different vegetables etc. So. What is the first thing when we're talking about food as medicine? You had seen a movie that you really thought would be yeah, so fascinating. Yeah, no, literally,
1: where this title is coming from is the title of this uh, one of many documentaries. I saw, but one just recently was called "Food as Medicine," and it sounds like such a simple thing, and you know, when we think about things a lot of times, you, you don't feel well, you have chicken soup, or we talk about orange juice, but this goes far beyond even just that, and something I feel, uh, for myself, I've been a vegetarian for, oh my goodness, um, over 20 years now, many, many, many years, um, but I honestly, and I feel that um, it wasn't until truly like this last year, I'd say that I feel like I'm really, truly eating Healthy now because, with anything, when people say, even you know, that they're gluten free or they're dairy free, there's always these other voids to fill that, and that's, um, and that's in a way. Um, it is our fault, and it is also, you know, our inherited fault, this thing that it just keeps being passed on, that we no longer eat what we were, you know, we think about with with animals and nature, and, and right now having chickens, that we're feeding them all these vegetables, and there's this big, it's amazing how, uh, you know, their eggs are looking so much different, and the yolks are different, and they seem so happy, and they're eating so well, compared to these eggs you buy at the grocery store that uh, have these, chickens that are kind of you know, it's a horrible light. They're in these cages and they're under these right. lights and it's
3: you know, meaningful. Well the eggs the eggs are and, actually yellow I mean, they're actually like orange. They almost look oh like sunshine Oh my god, like a
1: sunset in the color right. and, it's, and the the, the white just on their own are this creamy texture and and it is you know that that old concept and this thing of you know you are what you eat but it's true you know that these animals now are happier and they're eating better and that goes the same with humans that um, we have this whole thing now in life the the inconvenience of convenience and uh, ironically something I find that that is a great uh, line the, the, the wait a minute say that again American the diet the acronym or you the initials for that is SAD that's what it is SAD standard american diet and it really is sad because uh, you think of all these things that are going on in America our our healthcare is skyrocketing we have these obesity rates we have all these you know every other commercial is some kind of medicine to help you with this and this. And the other commercials that are in between all these drugs that they're trying to sell you for all these new problems you have are to tell you to go to McDonald's or to tell you that, that now you can get a pound of shrimp or extra butter, this and this. You know, are these things that, you know, are not found in nature, you know, the colors that are, you know, neon raspberry blue. <laughs> right, These. That- Things that, things that now that we fake. eat. We are living these processed things. And why should we pay attention to what we eat? Is that they, we try to eat even these low uh, low calorie or uh, diet thing or things are sold to us that say these these things have a label and we have this false idea that we lead um, the, uh, we'll, we'll read the nutrition and we we'll think, oh, zero calories, zero fat or something. Um, and we don't really read the ingredients. And um, I've talked about this before that, you know, you don't know these things or that it's crazy how you think you buy something healthy and you look at it and, it and you see what's actually in it and you wouldn't even know some of those things. It doesn't even make sense why these things are in, you know, a granola bar. Um, and there's this whole brand new, uh, a phenomenon in America called uh, high calorie malnutrition, and that thing that we are consuming so much that we are getting, in essence, uh, calories at 200 calories, but they have no nutritional value to them. And that is that thing that you could eat—you um, know, an apple. 100 calories, you now for an apple, is very different from 100 calories of uh, cotton candy. You know that, and that's that's exactly kind of thing that we aren't fueling. I know I make this analogy a lot Well, the about, calories about from the cotton
3: candy are sugar, right? Exactly. They're, and so, they're, and, and and so they're going to increase your, um, like they'll give you, it would be bad for diabetes.
1: Yeah, I think, I think for me why this has kind of hit this note is, um, this whole amazing thing of life is education. You know, The more you know knowledge is power, but the more you know sometimes it's hard to turn away from things. And I think one thing for me of why I first turned vegetarian was um, the more I knew and the more that I realized and I felt about animals and also just about things, how they're processed and done, I felt like I didn't feel comfortable. I felt too much of that human connection with something that you know, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to be eaten. <laughs> so, um, I hope and not. <laughs> and, but I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that, you know, that's a, that's a very personal choice. But now I think, um, you know, as an adult, it's really interesting. And also, again, getting back to that, we are what we eat and how we feel different. It's, you know, I know so many times, um, you know, we, we eat, again, the inconvenience of convenience that we're on the road we're we're you know in between we're at work so we get something that we can eat in our car we can eat at our desk it's quick it's fast it's tasty but, you know, even it might be uh, a quote-unquote salad, but it's covered in dressing and cheese and croutons and all these other little things that if if you looked in the dressing, that the dressing is filled with sugar and salt and hydrogenated oils, all these things that don't belong on vegetables. Um, and before we know it, we don't feel good and we have gas and our stomach hurts and you, then we make the excuse, oh, you know, I, I, I it's a fast food restaurant. First, the times when we eat, fresh food, especially if you like, you know, there's times on vacation, we're eating local stuff, and we're eating fruits, and wow, it feels so good, or you go to these spas, or even just going home, and or going in the vegetable garden and tasting things, um, you get so spoiled versus when, you know, you go and eat something somewhere else, and um, the more and more I'm realizing that, and tasting that, and realizing the way I feel, and even, you know, things I would eat that I thought, oh, this is healthy, and afterwards, thinking, oh, I don't really feel that well um, versus what's in nature and what's going on. And um, this whole thing about food is medicine is that, um, and I'm not saying I am 100% on board of, we need medicine and I am so for, you know, all kinds of drugs and everything that we need because it's almost laughable to think about the things that we used to once die from that are now, you know, you, you know, if you take a, a pill, you get a shot and, you know that's that's it forever. Um, well, you know, it, I wanted of- to
3: jump in there because uh, before you get to the food as medicine, because mm-hmm. I do want to emphasize the importance of getting your vaccines that you need. Oh, my gosh. You course. know, and especially children. And, and as you said, things that used to kill us. I mean, you think about polio or you think about the invention of penicillin. I mean, I, how many times would people be dead if we didn't have antibiotics? But unfortunately... Uh, so often we tend to abuse some of these medications. And if we can stay as healthy as possible from the, you know, from the get-go, that's what I think you're really talking about, is let's eat well to be well.
1: Yes, and I think it's also rewriting this whole concept of what food is and again, this thing that America, that we are ninth, that we are we are a world leader. We have some of the best healthcare systems in the world. We are this you know, and economically, um but we rank ninth in, in health and our obesity rate and that why do we have so much diabetes? These things are chronic now that um, and this isn't saying a, a skinny or losing weight. I love the 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 body acceptance things it's being healthy at its core because when we think about it, what food is supposed to do food is supposed to help maintain health, prevent disease, allow our body to function, and give ourselves information so it's kind of changing the concept of what food is and it's saying that um we need to give our foods information. That's what that's what food gives us. That's why, just as you said, you know, if, if you eat a if you eat a cookie, it's gonna taste really good instantly, but then later, you know, we're gonna feel really sluggish and feel ugh um, and still be hungry versus you know, if you have delicious uh, vegetables or just, you know, a nutritious meal, something that's Filled with minerals and vitamins, how your body feels awakened and your body says, oh, okay, now I can regenerate cells with these things. So taking it is that food gives your body information. It gives your cells and everything going on um, and kind of the, the crazy thing is uh, Webster's definition of what of uh, medicine. So this is coming straight out of the dec- the dictionary, saying that science okay. and the art of dealing uh, sci- the science and art of dealing with the maintenance of health and the prevention uh, uh, to cure a disease. So food is what we eat, and exactly this thing is American culture. And We've experienced it when we've traveled around how the world that, that kind of that joke you know, about the French diet or how French girls don't get fat or whatever that thing is is one in that thing is that they move around they're getting but is that everyone takes time to sit and eat and enjoy we are now in this thing that we are go 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 in society that we are just trying to get something down we're not even thinking about the flavors a lot of times you know we're trying to think what was really in that, or when we'd make things, we are covering up things with sauces and I even remember I took this uh cooking course for, and the first week of class, the teacher we weren't using any sauce. and i and at the time, I thought this was so boring, and I thought I knew all these great dishes and sauces, and we were doing all these vegetable things so wrong and I was so unenthused and now I really I really, really get it, how there's so much flavor in things when it's out there and and that just begins with things. And and getting to, you know, food why food is, is medicine. You may have heard this thing functional um, medicine and I I heard this recently and I didn't I didn't understand that. And now I do, and it's saying, so when someone's saying, you know, that they're having aches and pains, um, a lot of times we're so instantly to prescribe uh, drugs, and a lot of times, um, you know, we use that as a cop-out. I know that you know, my husband, not just one of us, came up with high cholesterol, and instead of thinking of things of getting rid of it, that they just prescribed the medicine, so it didn't make it Right, and that's kind of a that. sad and,
3: thing, isn't it? Is that everything you're giving a d you're giving a drug or a pain relief or something as opposed to being told to lose weight or eat properly or exercise. You know, there's so many things that could keep us healthy um and would cut our health care costs down. And usually it starts right there in the garden. Yeah, ex- exactly. And the thing
1: is so it it's sort of like, you know, and once you put on those glasses again, the I've been having this crazy thing now with with that knowledge is power thing of of. Uh you know, ignorance is bliss, but knowledge is power, of the grocery store is kind of this nightmare in a way. It feels, it's crazy to think, um, you know, probably back in the dinosaur ages, and I'm sure you remember when you used to have milkmen and all those kinds of things. But this thing out in France that you really have to go to, they now do because it's sort of an American thing, have these, you know, big giant grocery stores, but they're few and far between. There really still are the... The bakery, the the fish place, the, the meat place, the place you get the vegetables, the place you get the dairy, um, and also with that, that you have to move around. You limit what you get. You get and you get things very fresh because um, they just they just get for what they need. And in America now, again, this this whole sense of convenience. Um, the supermarkets are full of convenience, but it's packaged food and it's things that appeal to our taste buds. Um, and when we kind of appeal to this, we take a lot, a lot of the nutrition, a lot of things. I've, I've made the mistake. I see that this package it looks shiny and healthy, but you, you know, I've got it home, and it's like it's
3: orange drink, not like orange juice or something. And right, it's not. That, yeah, everything awesome. isn't isn't just fresh and real. And as you said, you've always been very big at reading ingredients on things, and. I think you had said once, you when you're reading like say a yogurt, for example, and you want to make sure it's a healthy yogurt, it's the first four ingredients that are the most important. And if the first exactly. four are something like sugar and white flour, exactly. you know, exactly. um, that and is, that's a bad, those are the bad things. So you want to see, or if it has like, Hydronate, you know, whatever it is, if it's not a healthy oil or there's things on it, so those first four ingredients are literally what you're putting in your body. And if that, if you can't understand it, if you don't know what they're saying, then you better put it back.
1: Yeah, and and you know, and a big thing too is changing this whole thing of. Uh, there's so much also of kind of reaching out uh, politically-wise of food that's subsidized. Is a lot of times people say, great, that's awesome, um, but it's expensive. Just We've talked a lot of times, it's expensive to buy vegetables. Versus, You can buy a lot more candy bars than you could buy apples with, and even to get organic apples or local or healthier apples, and things that are subsidized. So people sometimes that are given you know, $180 a month for food, um, they're going to turn to want to go, um, you know, get processed foods or, you know, things, canned, and even, you know, canned vegetables. That's something, and not to say to go against canned vegetables, but you look in canned vegetables, and it, things are soaking in sugar and salt and then water. And so if you or if you only have access to canned vegetables, try to get things that say no salt in them, or if you have to get it, rinse your vegetables out thoroughly. Um, but one thing is, open this up now, that, Schools, too, we need to reset with these lunch programs of we are what we eat when we feel good our brains are better that's why you know when we have sugar and things why we crash um, i remember as a kid it was awesome but thinking that you know we had these vending machines or at lunch they had what was called the student store student store and they had these things that were called zombies and it was this thick bread thing that was just filled with like cheese and doughy and then they also had meat ones and and you know we could get it it with these all these ice cream you know everything a kid's dream but there was, but no it was all
3: bad for you. It. And well, you know, I just, just wrote like, an know. article about um, kids and, and gardening and what they're doing at schools. And one of the things that I was very excited about are the schools that have instigated now uh, garden programs where they're letting the kids grow their own uh, vegetables and stuff. Because it's been proven if a kid grows their own vegetable – they're going to be more apt to want to eat it. And, of course, if they grow their own vegetables and stuff, that's going to be much healthier for them. And so that's a really, you know, that's really neat when I see that schools are planting gardens because they want to be healthy. Well, we have to take just a little short break right now. So, uh, Heather, you can just wrap up this segment for us, and then when we come back from break, we'll continue the conversation.
1: Well, most definitely. There's so many more things to touch and top on it, just as you said. Uh, The more kids know about it, uh, the better. And we'll get back to what happens really when it starts in the house. And Again, reading labels and kind of thinking about what foods can do for you. And we're going to just discuss uh, kind of getting out of this era of this thing, uh, not thinking about the foods we shouldn't be eating, but thinking about the foods that we should be eating.
3: That's great. Okay, well, when we come back, we'll have our list. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're talking about food as medicine with our guest and health hero, Heather Brittany. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And, and I'm Heather Brittany. And she's Heather Brittany. And we will be right back. So don't go away.
2: the star you are.
0: your world change your life voice america empowerment.com the The annual cost of illiteracy to american taxpayers is over 225 billion dollars Visit our website at BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376-376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care.
2: through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We can all use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash empowerment and register for free. Try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor, usually within 24 hours. Get BetterHelp today at betterhelp.com forward slash empowerment. Now back to the power party. This business of show business is calling. Well, we're going
3: to prepare me. you for a party by helping you know what is good for you to put into your body, because what goes in is uh, what's going to come out. But it's going could be. Bad. So, and you want to stay healthy for as long as you can. You're listening to Star Style, Be The Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and with us is Heather Brittany. And But before we go on, I just want to remind you that Be The Star You Are is collecting donations to help with Operation Hurricane Disaster Relief. So we are sending and boxing up resources. We thought it was only going to be for Hurricane Harvey, but of course it's for Irma as well. So, uh, we are, um, we are uh, gearing for that, and we hope that you will help us visit be the star you Now, Heather is with us now, and before Heather, um, you continue talking, what I wanted to say is I was reading this very short list that a doctor wrote, and he said, this, These are some ways you could cut your health care costs and they're always underutilized and what he wrote is over my 31 years as a practicing internal medicine physician most of my patients would have been better off just following these rules and here they are number one don't be overweight number two get regular exercise three don't smoke four use alcohol moderately Five, don't use illicit drugs. Six, get enough sleep. Seven, eat properly and healthily. And eight, wear your seatbelt. <laughs> and I thought, I thought that was really kind of you know a really good. Idea. And it's funny; it sounds so simple,
1: but it's like, yep, that's basically it, <laughs> right? Right? That's kind of it, huh? Yes. Yeah. So I, you know, anyway, as I, I, being coming from a reproductive health thing, I'd also throw in and follow safe. Sexual practices. <laughs> oh, that's very, that is a good
3: one. That's really a good one. And you know, again, a reading on that, I was just reading about the, um, we were talking about vaccines earlier, how a lot of parents either aren't allowing their children to get the, what is it, the, the, the HPV something. vaccine? Yes.
1: Or that's they're not, letter- to me. that is just, my goodness! Again, knowledge is power. These are the, these are the things. Again, it's it's so amazing to me, um, and it connects on all levels. I feel just of like if people just knew why don't it's a simple. You know, why people should know about the things. That they put into their body in all realms relating to everything. But, you know, like, we, especially if we talk with, with food or also there's that threat, are they afraid that their kids will then be sexually promiscuous? No. that I mean, HIV has caused so many things. I mean, we've talked before, um, you've told me before that that heartbreaking thing of how um, uh, an infant uh, who contracted uh, herpes from someone kissing them, and and that's the unfortunate thing that you know we think about um, HSV. That's uh, herpes. There's herpes one and herpes two. um people think about it as being a sexual thing, but a lot of times that's why your mother always said, you know, "Don't share lip gloss. Don't share soda." Uh, it wasn't just about getting sick. Is that you get those, you know, what people say, cutely cold sores or fever blisters. Well, they're herpes things, and to infant children, they could be de- uh, deadly with that. And so it- it's things just like that, that, you know, it's that now that, you know, they're trying to develop vaccines and stuff for that. So if, to say if you could prevent your child from dying, I mean, think about these things. And what can, uh, HPV can progress to is not only worse, but also cancer, uh, throat, you know, of all kinds of things, cervical, so um, food for thought. That's, that amazes me. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to with our health stuff today, thinking about with food as medicine, Uh, and as I mentioned before, thinking that how parents uh, and people just before, we've been in this uh, kind of era of thinking uh, that we're focusing on um, the foods that we should be avoiding, and that's kind of that misleading thing, almost like we're setting ourselves up for failure. When we say, I can't do something, Um, I read something, I forget who the quote was from, but it said, you know, impossible isn't, isn't real because the word impossible literally says, I'm possible, and I thought wow, that was really cool, so um, the thing about that is, during the past three decades, this focus has been on the good versus the bad, and the primary focus has been on avoiding bad food, and that's also left to um, poor body image things. I'm so for this pro, you know, every body is different and healthy and this, but also thinking um, it isn't just about accepting, but it's also about being healthy because we are, um, we should, life is for living and as being as successful as we are, the United States ranks ninth in life expense, uh, expectancy uh, among nations and the world. And again, it we just don't even think about what we're eating. Um, and I'm, I am I will say, I definitely have some M&Ms in the South, but we have kind of trying to switch over to the vegetable meaning. Um, so getting away from this good first being fat. Are there
3: vegetable so, M&Ms? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so what qualifies
1: as bad uh, keeps changing. And and fats always seems to be the enemy. And there's just this misunderstanding of what fats are. Um, and then it's, you know, carbohydrates. And, and then uh, that becomes the bad food. And then it's animal proteins become the bad foods. And then proteins is the good food. And then it's calories are good. And then it's calories are bad. And then, all, you know, it, there's it's really, um confusing to the consumers and just as was kind of, uh, created this, uh, you know, concept thing is convenience. We just don't have, even though we are go, 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 even though the whole thing is needing it now, this and that, um, we don't have the time to really, you know, to go to the grocery store. Because I will say it takes a long time when you look at things and you have to see what this and that. And people, you know, I, I get it. I don't, know if, You know, I, I understand for this. So it's kind of restarting it of, instead of thinking what we shouldn't be eating is, Thinking about what we should be eating, um, and how can we overcome these barriers? So, um, what signals again? And what I wanted to say is about thinking about food is information of how it makes us feel. Uh, that you know connects to of uh, that whole comfort food, and you know why you know, certain food brings back memories to us, or you know certain food, certain things. You know, even I know now. You being around wine all the time. When I smell wine or I drink wine, I think about, okay, ooh, this makes me think about I'd want to be sitting at the pool or like, ooh, this is like sitting by a fire, having sophisticated conversation. You know, it's creating that in your mind of what you feel and what you do with that. So it's thinking about Food too of what it does for you. What is this information? So, you know, when you eat something, what does it signal to your body? When you start to eat it, do you instantly feel like, well, oh, you know, I've definitely had those late nights eating those uh, quesadillas, cheese, flour, <laughs> somewhere, and in the moment, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to regret this in the morning, and I do. <laughs> so, are you feeling those things? You know, is this food? Is it making you feel good? Are you even tasting it? Everywhere, is it something that? You know, you know each time, you know we, it, it's ironic that we eat certain things. That going into it, we even prompt and we even say, you know, make a loud like, oh God, I always get the worst indigestion when I eat such and such, or I always something. But oh man, I love it that you know we're always we're willing to make those sacrifices of things. And it's odd to think why, or we could even, you know, we could eat these exact these things we love so much, but in a in a healthier level. It's thinking of of how how are we. Able now in this country to eat so much food. Why are we? Why in that way you look at it, thinking we must be the uh, you know in the days where it used to be very good to be to be uh, to be large because that showed that you were able to eat. That, well, it showed um, that and, you and were wealthy because right, you very were able pale. to. Eat, yeah. It showed you know if you were tan, that meant that you were having to work outside. So if your skin was very pale, that meant you know you must be rich and you didn't have to work at all. And if you were very large, that meant You were, you know, your family, were very prosperous. And now it's quite the opposite in that thing, that it's a luxury to be able to have, to, you know, to eat health food, to, uh, you know, have vegetables. And that shouldn't be the case. It should be that we should all be able to eat healthy food that is going to help us, that is going to not lead to us having diabetes, that is not going to lead to us, um, not being able to go to work and not go to school and not to have these these crazy health bills. I mean, we talk about our, our country, how uh, health-wise, uh, not only just our health, but our health care, how it's so expensive and how people let things go untreated. Um, and a lot of times we talk, again, I am so for vaccines and medicines, but again, it starts with, what we're eating, too, and and the, the power, the, the how good we feel when we eat. How, well, so well there, I want to, to talk body. a little
3: bit about the benefits of wine. Since you were working in the wine industry and you are knowledgeable in it and you really believe in it, uh, it, we only have a few more minutes left. But what tell us, you know, I know that you were eating like an Asian pear and you were saying that oh it would pair. Oh, my pear.
1: goodness. I, yeah. oh. I am so glad you asked this. So in the quick things, I will just explain. Um, so there are so many, wine is fascinating when it comes down to it. And really, if you flip it back and reverse it, wine and essence, you are eating fruit. And uh, so the sugars coming from the dirt and nature and now being around where I get to see it and smell it, especially uh, support your local small, tiny uh, uh, wineries. But how wine is made uh, at its core is that uh, we take crushed grapes and we add yeast. Yeast eats sugar, and as a byproduct of the sugar, you get uh, alcohol, ethanol alcohol, and carbon dioxide. The carbon dioxide bubbles out, I like to say, like little wine farts. Uh, and then you're left with the wine, and if you want to make a dry wine, you let the whole process go, sort of if you were making cookies and you wanted to have a full baked cookie, or if you wanted them to be gooey, you would stop the process and you would have a sweet wine um, and in we you know when you drink wine, Uh, and you taste those things, and it sounds, you know, people laugh, but when people say, oh, I taste, you know, cowboy boot and plum tree. Well, it isn't crazy that people smell those things or taste those things because in wine there are more than 3,000 different, um, chemical compounds, and and something fascinating is in, um, butter. There is diacetyl, that taste of butter, that compound, that chemical compound, the literal, Thing that in movie uh, popcorns, that that when you go to the movie pot when you go to the movie theater and you put that that crazy butter on your popcorn, um, that taste is a natural compound that comes out of chardonnay in the fermentation process when it goes through a secondary fermentation. So all those crazy flavors, you know, people say and they taste and they smell and they write about it is true. Um and it's you know, your uh your lemon could be my grapefruit. But um the interesting thing about wine and again, always moderation. Enjoy the grape, enjoy everything in life in moderation. Um but they say that uh, for women one glass a day, men two, but you know, women, women it's no different. But uh but really it's with the red wine and why it is with the red wine is uh how what difference between red and white wine is uh, white wine is without the skin, and red wine is with the skin. If all wine didn't have the skin on, uh, at its essence, we'd all be just be drinking white uh, white wine. Uh, but where the antioxidants, where the retinol, where all these incredible um, and nutritional things and values for us that they talk about, that they've done the studies and that goes through all things. When we talk about apples, when we talk about potatoes, watermelon. They always say where the most nutritional thing for any fruit or vegetable is in its skin, is because that is the part that is um, protecting the body. And you think of it, it's the epiderm—that's having to absorb the water, uh, you protect it from the sun.
3: So, but Heather, are- what I wanted to say about the skins is you want to be eating the skins when you are eating organic foods or things you've grown, because so many foods that are in the supermarket. For example, strawberries, grapes, those are like the two top uh, fruits that have so many pesticides in them. Uh, So many pesticides
1: and as well... That things are when you eat from uh, a local or from especially from your own garden, uh, that you are g- growing things to ripeness, so they are at the right. peak of potential. When things are at the grocery store, they are picked prematurely, thus um, their nutritional uh, process has stopped. Also, they're put with pesticides, and now even more so, the soil uh, things are not having as much magnesium. They're they're in these plants are growing in depleted soils, so from the get-go. Uh, you're being deprived of really healthy fruits. So we have so many more episodes to cover with it, and especially with you being a guardian. Yes, and now we're at the uh, end of our hour. But thank you so much for coming on
3: and talking about food as medicine because it is really critical that we start eating better. As you said, convenience in America has become the biggest inconvenience that is really driving our health crisis that's happening so we need to be really aware of what we're putting in our bodies and we should you know we need to drink a lot more water and eliminate sodas and uh, drink some wine because of the antioxidants but don't overdo it you know there's so many things that we have to think about like that so thank you so much for uh, for gracing these airwaves with us with that information and I think you probably um, wanted to tell people that the movie is probably worth seeing too right so it's called Food as Medicine. Food
1: as Medicine Uh, if you have Amazon Prime you can watch it free on it and again it isn't a preachy thing it's literally saying things just as you said at the beginning these things that almost sound laughable of how simple it is of you know getting proper healthy. sleep and eating healthy um and really just looking at what you're eating and thinking whole, you know my gosh that
3: is this, this thing i is think this is healthiest for me still with sugar well with fat, that so i have sugar. to um say goodbye and thank all of you for being great listeners for more information about Star Style Productions visit CynthiaBryan.com. to make a donation to help the hurricane victims visit btsya.org and until next week when we celebrate right here again with another great show with plenty of information, inspiration and probably perspiration (laughs) remember that love always wins kindness always prevails and smiles keep us happy I'm Cynthia Bryan and you've been listening to star style be the star you are we thank you and encourage you to go out into the world and make a difference dream create inspire and be the star you were born to be we'll be together next Wednesday 4 to 5 Pacific for 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific is what I wanted to say right here on the Voice American Network. Make it a great week and thanks for joining me.
2: Be the star you are The star you are